Hey, everybody. Welcome to Making Sense with Dustin Lamontang from Research Capital. My name is Bryn Griffiths, and Dustin is joining us in studio. First and foremost, it's great to actually have you in here. Yeah, it's good to good to be back, uh, actually live and in person, and not talking to you over a uh, a cell phone. Yeah, nice to be off the remote thing. I still get it. Some people are comfortable that way, and you know what? Do your thing. That's what I always tell people. You want to wear a mask? Do it. I, I'm okay. I'm fine. But let's get right to it. Let's talk streaming disaster. What's going on? I I just wanted to talk a little bit about uh, you know what's going on in the uh, the streaming services. Um, you know, Netflix came out this week and uh, they they lost subscribers for the first time in uh, in their their uh, history since they've been a streaming service. So uh, they were expecting to add two million and, and they lost uh, something like two hundred thousand. Um, so not not the end of the world, but you know it's a it's a negative two point two million swing from where the analysts uh, thought they would be. And, you know, is this start something, uh, you know, short term? They did lose some customers because they had to shut down Russia. Right. Um, but is it, is it uh, you know, a long-term trend or is it just a short-term blip? That's the question. Uh, according to their share price, you would think it's, uh, you know, uh, probably going to be a long-term trend because there, there's a lot of uh, competition in, in the streaming space. You know, it seems like everybody and their their dog is coming out with a, a new service, right? You've got Amazon Prime and Disney Plus and Hulu and Crave. Uh, I, I think there's a bunch of others. Um, all, all I see is the charges going through on my credit card. Oh, yeah. I'm hooked up to all of them. So Hey, the other thing, too, it seems like there's a simple solution to this, but it's not really being addressed. And they know the problem is that people are sharing their passwords. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, they either can't figure out a way to kind of reconfigure their system or it doesn't seem like that's a major issue but every time i seem to read a story on netflix that always seems to be one of the big things that always comes up i i, I can't figure out why they can't fix it yeah and it, it's a conundrum because they uh, they they want to get that extra revenue but then people are canceling their subscriptions if uh if they're not allowing the sharing right so I, I think one of the, the things I read that they're looking at doing is bringing out a, a kind of a watered-down version of uh, Netflix, uh, which is going to be cheaper on the monthly subscription end uh, with advertising. So you might have uh, you know Pepsi up in the top right corner of your screen or, or commercials. Uh, not that anyone would probably watch them anyhow, but yeah. I think it'll be probably more product placement, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, it's it's a fascinating, and we're also quite heavily regulated in Canada because we're not. Somebody I read we're getting only forty to fifty percent of the movies that are available to the Netflix subscribers in the U.S. So they're trying to rotate things through, and I guess if you get a taste of of the caviar in the U.S. and then you come up here and it's a you know tuna salad, sal, uh, tuna salad, you're probably going to question why am I spending this kind of money on a service that isn't giving me fifty. Is it not even giving me quite fifty percent? Yeah, and I think that's to to try and protect the um, you know the homemade solutions like Crave, um, but I, I say just open it up. I mean, media is so global now. How how are you going to put a border around a, an internet signal? Right. right. It doesn't make a lot of sense. You've got this uh, old archaic. Uh, um, organization in, in the CRTC that's trying to, you know, uh, regulate all this stuff. And right. It's just so antiquated. I mean, the, the media has gone so far ahead of anything the CRTC has uh, 
regulated or or any regulations they put out in the last uh, 20 years. Well, you're talking to a guy in radio who's not a big fan of the CRTC. And currently now, they don't even have the word digital in there, right? It's radio and television, and that's the commission. But the, the, the biggest thing for me, I feel like we're afraid of competition in Canada. We're afraid to fight alongside our our American brethren on the, uh, you know, on the creative side of things and let people watch what they want to watch. And if they want to support a Canadian product because they love it, uh, Schitt's Creek is a classic example. It's a great show. Very, very funny. They made it. They competed. I just don't understand why. It just, to me, it seems like we're scared of the word competition in Canada. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I mean, well, part, part of the reason is we're so small, right? I mean, you look at something like Netflix that has 215 million subscribers. They're, they're a juggernaut. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure Amazon Prime has just as many, you know, since they've come out. Um, but cer- certainly from a, an investment perspective, and, uh, you know, that's what I wanted to angle this more towards. Um, I, I have never bought into any of the streaming companies and, uh, the, the, the traditional media has been a really tough sell as well because advertising dollars have been, you know, ever shrinking. Right. So when I look at, um, the streaming services, probably Disney is the one that interests me the most from an investment perspective because, uh, Disney plus is just starting to build. Um, and if you've ever had young kids, you know that, you know, Disney can re-release that Cinderella movie every five to seven years in a different format. And, uh, it makes another couple hundred million dollars. So I think this streaming, uh, for a company that, that has uh, traditional, uh, media assets, like Disney is is probably a no brainer, and and long term, I would say Netflix will have a tough time competing with those deep pockets. Also, the old movies I grew up with on Disney are fun to watch again. Although I, I couldn't get through the ending of Old Yeller, <laughs> right? But uh, for the most part, it, it's a fascinating industry right now. But I, I would be a little leery to, to jump in there. But I think you're right on Disney. I think Disney's there's a lot of upside there. Yeah, and and of, of course. Uh, the 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 increasing cost for for content is is making it hard for these uh, these companies to make money at it, right? But if you're uh, if you're Disney and you have a film studio anyhow, and you can uh, you know launch a, a film across twenty thousand uh, movie screens, and at the same time launch it digitally for thirty bucks, I mean, what a business model, right? Oh yeah. So. Uh, it's ever changing, of course. Um, just just this past uh, in the past couple of weeks here, Warner Brothers and Discovery merged. So that's uh, was that a biggie? Yeah. Like, it, how much is that one worth? It, Can you remember? Well, the 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 merged value is probably upwards of around uh, sixty billion dollars. Wow. But the the content and the number of stations that the two combined, uh, you know, control is, is just mind boggling. Um, you know, I, I, I think CNN is in there and I think uh, HBO. And so when, when you look at uh, the, the media landscape, it's ever changing. Um, from an investment perspective, I, I think that um, I, I'm, I'm going with, uh, you know, the bigger is better philosophy in, in that regard. So I have been tiptoeing a little bit into Disney. Um, Netflix, just, just for, you know, a, a background, uh, net Netflix stock was at six hundred dollars in the fall in November. Right, it's now down at two hundred. So not not a great 
period of time to own Netflix shares. But do you think they're going to pick it up a little bit where that might not be a bad bargain, maybe three months, six months from now? No, I, I, I think they're in a, in a downward trend. Okay. I think the competition is just too great. Okay. Um, well, I'm fascinated and, by CNN, for example, who came on with CNN Plus, and they left it up for a week and then pulled the rug on it. And I'm guessing maybe they just had a, a misread on how many subscribers they were going to get, didn't get it. And uh, that's how that's how turbulent this area is. Would you not agree? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, it changes quick. Um, so when, when I look at it as, as an investment perspective, um, you know, with uh, with Netflix losing sixty percent of their value in less than six months, not really a story I want to be a part of. There's a there's a large uh, hedge fund manager called uh, Bill Ackman. He runs Pershing Square Capital Management right. out of New York, and he took a big bet on uh, on Netflix uh, just this past fall um, because it had dropped a little bit. So he he, uh, he figured, took a big position. Yeah, well, yeah. he lost four hundred million overnight when That's it dropped. It. Yeah, so. Uh, and, and I read uh, earlier this week that he bailed on on, uh, on his entire Netflix holding. So, Well, I'm uh, in my early 60s, and I can hardly wait to cash in my Blockbuster stuff. So, uh, you know, uh, we'll, anyway, if somebody wants some more information on all this, because this is a real, there are some people that are big on this, I guess, but if they would like some more information, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, you can give me a call on my cell phone, 780-905-7729, or uh, email is dlamontang at researchcapital.com. Streaming disaster, that's the topic today, and thanks for being with us. I'm Bryn, he's Dustin. Have yourself a great day.